Hey everybody, as you may have seen already, uh, Scott and I are doing a little special edition, limited edition bonus podcast, so it's not, it should not affect our weekly podcast that we do here, The Illustrious Gentleman, but uh, it should be in addition to that, and what we're doing is we're recapping uh, The Mandalorian every week with kind of our thoughts on uh, mostly storytelling aspects to it, but also I guess just general pop culture fan stuff. Um, so yeah, we're going to release those episodes every Monday and it's called Mondays with Mando. The first two episodes are out now. Uh, so be sure to, uh, check that out. And, uh, if you like the bonus stuff or if you disagree with us and you want to argue with us, you can always send us an email, tigshowpod at gmail.com or, um, you know, hop over to our Patreon, become a $1 a month or a $5 a month Patreon subscriber and, uh, yell at us all you want on there. We'll be glad to, uh, we'll be glad to listen. So yeah, check out. Mondays with Mando on this same exact station, same feed. You shouldn't have to do anything to get those episodes. They should just uh, funnel right into your app there. So thanks a lot and enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Godleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics, and booze. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 145 of The Illustrious Gentleman. If you want to follow the show on social media, and you should because our my personal uh, Twitter account and Instagram account has way more followers than the show's account. Um, so if you want to, you know, check out what we're doing behind the scenes on the show and get updates on the episodes, you can follow the program on Instagram and Twitter at TIG underscore show. And Scott, please tell everyone how else they can listen to the show. Uh, yeah, I suppose if uh, you were feeling bad about yourself and wanted to feel a little worse, you could go to anchor.fm backslash tick show. And uh, you do all the damage you want there. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play uh, podcasts, Apple podcasts. Oh, yeah. Or uh, what are they called? It's Podcatcher, right? Isn't that the thing? That that's the thing, right? Podcatcher. Podcatcher. Yeah, that's right. That's the correct term. Right. I see like a like a microphone shaped dream catcher in my head. Yeah, like a butterfly net or some sort of like a animal catcher. Oh yeah, it's just, just running around. around. Yeah, yeah. I got cereal. And also, if you love the show, you can hop over to uh, patreon.com slash tigshow, and all the links are found at tigshow.com. At the Patreon, you can support the program for just a dollar a month, up to five dollars a month. We're not greedy. Oh, this is going to be fun. So please, please support the show if you like the show, even if you don't like the show. I just threw my uh, bottle lid at the microphone. Drink it down in one breath. Um, so I've made a huge mistake. I, I cracked a bottle of Schofferhofer, Schofferhofer, Hefeweizen grapefruit beer, B-I-E-R. You have to say it that way. It's beer, beer. Yeah. Uh, it looks like, uh, looks like Fanta and, uh, 
I, I say I've made a huge mistake uh, because this guy, where was it? I just saw it. Where would it go? Oh, there we go. I don't know if you can see that. Is it 2.5%? Oh, wow. Ugh. Well, it's a good thing to get like your, uh, you know, it's a good thing to hydrate and get your fluids in, fight off any cold you have. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, it's whatever. It's yeah. water. But good for you. Good for you. It's the same ABV as Fanta. Okay, my beer for the week I got at the grocery store, a little $4 bomber. Uh, it is Lead Dog Brewing's Raspberry Blonde. It's uh, only 5%. It's from Reno, Nevada. It's another one of those dog-themed breweries that are so so much the fancy these days, I guess would be the word. So much in vogue. Um, so we're going to try it out. I, I like raspberry beers. There's one up here in Flagstaff. A local brewery makes one that I enjoy. Um not many reviews on this. I think uh, Beer Advocate Theater had one. So uh, I'm pulling a little a little ditty from Untapped, and this is from Roxanne F. And she said it was refreshing and just enough tart. Refreshing and just enough tart. So it's kind of like me when I'm feeling sassy. So because of technical issues and because this is a, uh, we already released a couple podcasts this week, this, we're not going to do our normal TikTok, but there was a story I wanted to share. Um, I was listening to uh, Whitney Cummings' new podcast uh, and had Dave Grohl on it, and uh, they were talking about uh, uh-huh. um, yeah. haunted houses and like, uh, you know, those kind of haunted houses you see around Halloween and all that where you go in there. and oh. And uh, so... They, they had a story about that, but it reminded me of a story that I had of when I was a kid. So probably like 1987-ish, 86-ish, Oceanside, California. Um, you know, at that time, I had a girlfriend. I don't want to, you know, humble brag too much. But, you know, I was like 12, 13, had a girl. My, you know, kind of cool. And uh, so we went to this haunted house. And, uh, you know, it's full of like uh, whatever. I had your, your typical like uh, chainsaw dudes and... A whorehouse, right? Uh, yeah, yes. Not a haunted house, a whorehouse. Had like uh, chainsaw dudes and masked dudes and shit like that. And uh, so um, basically like the last, we go through the whole end of it. You know, you go through the whole thing. Nothing's too scary. Kind of scary. We get to the very end of it. And uh, so at that time, my girlfriend was a little bit taller than me. I mean, if she was if she was 4'9", I was 4'8", 4'7", whatever. Uh and uh, the last, uh, the last sort of uh, thing that happened is right before you exit, a dude jumped out with like a chainsaw and a mask, and I think he might add like some chains and maybe like a fucking hammer or something. And uh, <laughs> he uh, like scared us, and so like I kind of was like, "Oh fuck!" And my girlfriend at the time just turned and just like fucking kicked him in the nuts, like the hardest I've ever seen anyone be kicked in the nuts before. And uh, we ran out of there, and it was like the funniest shit ever. Like I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine like what that looked like from the outside, but it was hilarious. And that story on the podcast reminded me of that. So, okay. So today's uh, topic, if, if you want to call it a real topic, I guess it is. We have a couple of questions from friend of the program, longtime friend of the program, longtime uh, supporter of both you and I and our work, uh, Mr. John Burgers. Uh, he sent in a couple of questions on the Patreon, which you can do if you're $5 or above Patreon backer. Um, you know, don't tell anybody, but we'll probably take questions from those dollar backers too. Cause we're nice guys. But, uh, 
you know, uh, John had a question, and it's really more for Scott because uh, he knows that I still read uh, a fair amount of comics. You know, probably five, six a month. Um, so, but Scott, I don't think you read many comics at all. So, uh, two-part question here to start with. Um, so this one's more for Scott uh, because I know Ryan still reads some. But do you think your lack of reading comics contributes to the disillusionment disillusionment of your career? Uh, so I mean, you should be. Loving your career, I mean, one would assume you are. You're drawing Detective Comics, a couple issues of that, and you know that's sh- that's gonna be fun no matter what, no matter who you are. Um, but he's just curious. Do you think that it, because you don't read comics, does it contribute to your lack of excitement about the industry or about maybe what you're working on? And then uh, there's a second part here. It says perhaps the reverse. Does your lack of excitement about your career make you disinterested in reading comics? Uh, two really good questions. Um, so what do you think, buddy? All right. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I had a little bit of time this morning, uh, sitting at the bar at Oso, pre-gaming for the show, waiting for my old man to show up. And, and I, I, I sat down and I actually wrote out some thoughts on this. So, so Jonathan, can I call you John? John, uh, here is my answer to this uh i i'm uh, okay and i didn't write down the second question both the the first two questions are kind of related so i'm just gonna lump them into the same answer here if you want to read the second question you can go ahead because i'm gonna i'm gonna address both of them here right it's uh right it was uh does your lack of excitement about your career make you disinterested in reading comics so it's kind of like um you don't consume the product that you work. You don't consume product yes. from the industry that you work in. Um, so do you think that contributes to your lack of excitement about the industry overall? Like, um, yeah, so you're not uh, you're not consuming any of it. So do you think that contributes to your lack, makes you disinterested in, 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 in working in it, I guess, is the question. But that's kind of a summary of it. But you know what I mean. Right. All right, so I I am not okay. There's no lack of excitement or any disillusionment specifically with my career. I I think what people need to understand is um being dispassionate and uh disillusioned is just my baseline so that's just me that's just me as a person it's not it's not specific to comics it's not specific to the podcast i just don't like anything well let's go back in a time machine to little little scotty g when he's a little kid is this is this kind of always been like this is this something you know is this kind of now that you're a grown's up or have you always kind of been just sort of like baseline, not shit, giving a shit about anything. No, this, you know what I mean. Does that make sense? Yeah, just in everything. But it's funny because this is stuff you should be interested no, in, this, isn't it? Like, shouldn't you be interested in what you work in? Why? When you're a big time, top ten ranked junior high basketball player, middle school basketball player here in the state of Arizona, uh, weren't you like a fan of basketball? Like, you played basketball, and you, you know. Didn't you like watching basketball? And didn't you have favorite teams? Didn't you enjoy all that shit? You know, 
I, I is this hypothetical? Because that's not me. I was never on a basketball team. All right. Well, when you're like a kid and you're playing with like toys and stuff, aren't you passionate about? Aren't aren't you watching the cartoons? Sure. You know. Okay. Okay. Here. Here. Okay. Is the person working in the billing department for the insurance company? Are they passionate about paperwork? Are they passionate about approving or disapproving claims? Well, that's a little kind of easy way to dodge the question. It's a cop out because you're you're equating it, you know, that kind of work to our work, and that's a non-creative job. You know, it's uh, you know we work in a creative field, so this these questions apply to to a creative job, right? So do you think like the, the character designer for the new X-Men cartoon that there's bound to be, do you think he didn't grow up watching cartoons and doesn't love cartoons and comics and, and, and ingest that media now? Does he actively watch cartoons? I don't know. I have comics. I have read comics. I own comics. I don't actively read anything. Yeah. We're kind of getting into a bigger kind of question like uh if you're a surgeon do you go home and just like stitch up people for free or if you're a plumber do you like just like seek out neighbors houses to and ask them if you could fix you know their pipes and shit like for free right. yeah you got any pipes i can fix okay well i guess the question is do you think that your lack of passion about the medium or about the about comics reading comics uh contributes or flows over into your work or do you think it'd be vice versa like do you think if you consumed comics on a regular basis, if you if you were a, a, a avid reader of modern comics, do you think that would bleed over and affect your comics? No, no, I don't. I have I have comics. I own comics that I like. Um, I I own comics that I love. I pull I will pull them out occasionally. Uh, and give them another look through. I don't do it very often. Um, and and I'll get into that in, in answer to the next question. Uh, it, also, though, why I don't read comics is honestly because I'm cheap as fuck and comics have priced me out of reading. I, I am not willing to pay $5 for a serialized issue of whatever i'm just not i ex- i don't even expect people to do it for my books i mean it, if somebody's going to make this same argument to me oh yeah i i really like your your book but i i just can't uh, justify plunking down five bucks for 20 pages of content i i would totally understand i agree i think that the the price to value ratio is super out of whack in in uh the current marketplace so that's that's the main reason why i don't read books okay one thing i've been trying to work on is my uh my conversational skills so let me challenge you on this uh you have an amazon prime account and with amazon prime comes comiXology unlimited so there's plenty of free comics you can read on comiXology unlimited uh, we, we used it for a show not too long ago. We read uh, Batman Year One. At least I, I used it for that. So how many comics are you reading on Comixology Unlimited? Because they're free, you know, to, to that point. Big fat goose egg, son. I'm reading none of that. I don't even think about it. Like, like outside of work, comics occupy 0% of my life. All right. But when you were, uh, you know, working a day job, the norm job, um, 
before you worked in comics full time or before you started working for Boom and all that stuff, uh, were you reading more comics then? Were you consuming more comic books when you weren't working in the industry? I'm sure. Yeah. Or have you always been you and do you think you kind of grew out of it? Um, I don't want to say grow out. Um, my attitude regarding the business model has certainly shifted. Also, well, grow out maybe. I mean, I got three kids now. I got a mortgage. I got bills. You know, I I need to be uh, a little more judicial and what I throw my money at. So it it it's just not worth it to me. I I have stuff that I I like. It's going to continue to exist. I I don't feel the need for new things um or or taking the chance on new things. I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. You know? Uh and really, I being a visual guy, any book that I'm going to read on the reg, I'm going to read for the art. And all I need is my eyeballs for that. So if I really want to see what Jorge Jimenez is laying down, I can go online and I can take a take a peek at uh, what he's doing and, and be, be satiated that way, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of in a weird spot where, like I mentioned earlier, I'm reading more comics now than I have in years, like a long time. Uh, I consume a fair amount of, I mean, for me, a fair amount of comics now. And so a lot of times I'm at my local LCS and I'm flipping through comics, picking up what I'm picking up. And then a lot of times, you know, I think like, what, why, what am I, what's the point of this? Why am I? Why, why do you think that is? You know, I think it kind of goes to the, maybe it goes to the topic of this, this question is that I'm hoping that one of these comics I pick up is going to like blow my mind and inspire me, you know, like uh, storytelling wise and art wise, you know, I'm picking up, you know, I'm trying a lot of issue ones. I'm picking up stuff that looks cool and I'm hoping that like, oh, this will be the thing that sparks me to, cause I'm, you know, I'm a little bit of funk right now, creatively, uh, you know, work wise, schedule wise, keeping on track. And so I'm thinking that, oh, maybe one of these things will trigger something in me and I'll just fucking go on like this crazy, you know, this crazy uh, run of, of creativity uh, but, you know, that's not the case. That's often not the case. A lot of times, you know, I'll pick up a comic and then after a couple of issues, I'll be like, why am I buying this comic? So then I got to text my LCS and be like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to read this anymore. So don't order me, you know, don't order this comic because of me. If you're going to order like if you're going to order five, you know, just maybe order four because I don't want to pick it up. And if you've already ordered them for me specifically, I'll buy them because I don't want to leave my LCS hanging. That's that's a shitty thing to do. But, yeah, it's. You know, I'm willing to give a title three, two, three issues, try to give me that. But, I mean, now I'm down to only reading maybe four to five monthly comics, maybe six. That's a lot. So, yeah, that's like probably, I don't know, like uh, between like 20 and, you know, 30 bucks a month I spend on comics. And it's not like I can complain too much about the money because, you know, I'll go to the bar and I'll spend 30 bucks at the bar, like on a Saturday, you know. So it's not like it's. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, uh, I'd be lying to myself if I was like, oh, I can't spend this money, or it'd be like a weird thing to do. Like, I can't spend thirty bucks a month on comics when I spend thirty bucks a day at beer at the brewery because pipe prices are way too much money nowadays, and breweries are raking in the dough. But uh, it's neither here nor there. But uh, you know, like, so I do kind of go to my comic shop and I, I do flip through, 
new issues and I do try to find new things to be inspired by and I do, you know, try to pick up and try new things, you know, it's, it's, I, I like that ritual. I like going there on Wednesdays now and doing that. And sometimes I buy one issue and sometimes I buy three issues and, you know, maybe even once a month I walk out of there and I don't buy anything. So it's, I don't know. I like, I like going to the shop every Wednesday now. So shout out to Cab Comics, shout out to Corey. Um, I enjoy my Wednesday ritual, even if it only lasts 10, 15 minutes, something like that. I don't go to my local shop. Uh, when I do buy a book every nine months, when I say to myself, oh, I haven't bought a comic in a while, what's so-and-so doing? And I open up my Comixology app and uh, am really sort of uh, taken aback by the price of a digital comic. That's when I get upset. When I'm like, why does a digital book cost the same as a print book? And then I like I begrudgingly go, eh, fuck it. And I and I buy that one issue. And then I, I probably don't even read it. I just look over it. And then that's it. And that's it. it. It's on my device. And it's not lying around. So I don't think about it again. And I never read it again. It's just the, nothing. Yeah, the reason the reason I I believe the reason that uh, digital comics on Comicsology are the same price as print comics is to protect retailers. If every comic at your retail shop was four bucks, three ninety nine, and then every comic was available online for a dollar, it would it, I think it, that would severely hinder brick and mortar stores. So I think that's why retailers keep their digital comics the same price as their print comics. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to um, there's a website Brian K Vaughn. And, and other creators uh, called uh, Panel Syndicate, uh, and and it's I think they have dollar downloads and they have some great comics. Uh, David Lopez does a comic that I really like called Black Hand Ironhead. It's really great, and uh, those are all uh, you can get the whole five issues for like five bucks digitally. It's it's great. Uh, big fan of Black Hand Ironhead by David Lopez on Panel Syndicate. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that brings up another thought that like a first issue of a comic should be cheaper than the rest of the issues of the comics should be like a gateway drug you know like get give the dime bag you know get a little bit of get a little, little bit of weed free and then come back and get some more like meth or coke or heroin heroin uh you know new issues should be half price or something like that like give me the first taste for cheap and then see if i come back for more yeah you want people to try your book invite people in number one sell better anyway you're never going to have more readership than you have a number one. That's right. Give us the taste. Yeah, it, I, I, I guess my position runs a little uh, antithetical, or maybe that's not the right term. I don't even know what that means. I just see people use it. It runs counter to my professional position. It's like, I'm not taking a pay cut. I'm not going to be paid less. So comics can't cost any less. Because you still have to pay everybody what they're going to make. But as a reader, I think it's absurd and I refuse to do it. Well, speaking of things that uh, we refuse to do or I refuse to do, I refuse to have this podcast not have its anchor ad in it. So let's take a break, run our anchor ad, and uh, we'll be back in about uh, 45 seconds. All right, Scott, so here's one for you. What if you went somewhere or you were just, maybe you're on the comp list at your publisher and you just got a box of free comics and 
uh, you know, money wasn't the problem. And do you think if that was the case and you consumed more, com- do you think if you read a comic first thing in the morning that you really loved, do you think it would, you know, pump you up for that day's work or it would make your work better or, you know? All right. That's an interesting, fair question. Like, for example, I mean, uh, why don't I just keep interrupting you and keep talking? For example, uh, you know, I go to a con and it's a terrible con and I don't make any money and it's a bummer and there's nobody there I really know to hang out with and it's just like a lonely, miserable time. Then I come back and I'm not in the best, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) best mind space to work. Um, But if I go to a show and it's a pretty good show and it's fun hang and you know, everything's cool and I'm pumped and I come back and I'm pumped to make comics. And so it's like, do you, does anything do that for you or what does that for you? So like if you're, if you're on a cool Instagram thread or you're looking over like some cool Jorge Jimenez art or Francis Manipool art or something like that, does that get you, do you feel like that gets you more pumped up for work or does it not really affect you that way? Does it not do that for you? (laughs) All right. Um, no um and it's it's probably a different answer for most people most pro- people ro- probably say yeah <clears throat> they have that sort of uh that little inspiration kick they have right they have they have muses they have uh they have things that <clears throat> motivate them to to get back at it so me being who i am and my confidence being as absent as it is, both in myself as a human being and as a professional, when I come across when I come across a good book, when I come across uh, art I really like, I ended up, I end up comparing myself to the creator and being intimidated by it, and then it throws me off of my game. Whatever rhythm I had. Um, it's kind of out the window cause I'm trying to, I've been influenced and now I'm, I, I, a lot of times, you know what? It's probably about 50, 50 conscious and unconscious, but I'm trying to tweak my stuff and adjust and go in a way, um, towards this thing that uh, I have been most recently influenced by. And it really does a, a huge mind fuck on me. And it takes me a long time to throw that stuff out and just get back to instinctually just doing what I do. So no, no, I, I, I yes, the reason I don't read other books, it's because I'm cheap. It's because I don't have time and it's because I don't want that distraction. I can't afford that distraction. It's super sad. I don't like it. I hope that's not the same for a lot of people. But I I consciously avoid stuff from guys that I like because I know it's going to screw me up. Yeah, I could see the point of that. That kind of makes sense. I mean, obviously, you read all my stuff. So, you know, I'm not going to read too much into that. Right. So, I mean... Like, like I mentioned earlier, taking cost out of the equation and taking time out of the equation. Uh, I mean, you know, there's always, you can always make time somehow. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Like I know I personally waste plenty of time on social media that I could spend doing other stuff. But so 
you know, you, you, let's say you had access to all the new issues again, you know, and you, you might be able to, I mean, you might have, you, you probably do have the FTP info, so you might be able to, to read all the new issues and stuff like that from, from the publisher, uh, from your current publisher. You're saying even with that, even if you had a day where you could just relax and do whatever you wanted without any repercussions, you still wouldn't, you still wouldn't uh, sit down and try to absorb all these new issues and all this new artwork and stories and stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I would not look at the new Justice League issue by Francis. I wouldn't do it because I know I'm gonna I, I'm gonna notice something. I'm gonna see, oh, look how he he draws the thumb this way, or look how he uses this gradient and this texture over here, and then I'm gonna force it into what I do. And I it, and it's not gonna work. And I'm going to say, fuck, what is wrong with me? Um, I can't do this. Why can't I make it look like that? And then everything falls apart. My, my, I don't want to use the word again, but yeah, my, my, my professional confidence is a house of cards. It's constantly falling apart and needing to be rebuilt every day. I go through the process of rebuilding that thing. And uh, I, I, I just I just cannot afford that. Whatever it is, is as minuscule as it is, whatever little thing, I can't afford that sway because it's going to take everything apart. Yeah, confidence is a big thing. Like uh, I'm currently um, working up a pitch where I'm penciling, inking, and coloring. Um, and it's been a while you know, other than doing development stuff on my own self-published stuff for the Kickstarter backers out there, it's, I'm still plugging away at it, but I am behind on it. But <clears throat> I hope that we're going to, we're going to hit our deadline. You know, there's, you know, don't worry yet. Don't worry yet. But, uh, yeah, so I'm doing this, uh, this, these, these five pages as a pitch and, uh, it's the first time I've really done full art in, in a while for somebody else, you know, for a third party to look at that kind of thing. Um, and it's it's difficult. I'm, I I used to be so fast, and I, I feel like I am still fast. But I'm second guessing every decision on this. It's really a, a a crisis of confidence is is a real thing. And so I guess I can see your point of not wanting to, if you have your baseline in that, if you have your 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 process down, and you you know where you're at when you start every morning. I could see not wanting to uh, not wanting to 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 rock that boat or whatever for whatever for a terrible euphemism well okay i'm not saying that that no that i yeah that that's a whole other thing that that doesn't have anything to do with me um battling outside influences um but um but no that that's another thing i mean uh, that's separate from all this stuff but yeah just second guessing yourself uh it was something i find i don't know if you're in the same boat but generally you know whatever you think is going to be the easiest part of whatever book or whatever page ends up being totally the opposite so i yeah you'll have the you'll have the talking headshot you know panel three is just uh, a single head it's a reaction shot or something you have to be fuck fine you know, I, this is great. This is warm up. I'll just start with this panel and then you draw it and 
because you thought it was so easy, you race through it and you get done. And you're like, this is garbage. And then you throw it out and you draw it again. But, but the idea, uh, but it's already in your head now that I couldn't do this the first time. What's wrong? Am I overthinking it? Am I underthinking it? And then I draw it again and it's wrong again. And then you throw it out and then it, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. The whole thing about any creative thing is terrible. It's, it's just terrible. Go to Universal Technical Institute, kids. Get your UTI and go fix fucking air conditioners. This is garbage. Yeah, a degree from uh, Universal Technical Institute is what you want, not a urinary tract infection. Young ladies, young men. Um, yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think that we're, we're far enough. We've been doing this long enough that we're second guessing ourselves too much. Like maybe our first thought is maybe the first idea we have is the right idea. And then we get in our own heads and we, we fuck ourselves up. I mean, that's that latter point is correct. In any creative endeavor, your first choice is never the best choice. It, it might be a good enough choice on deadline thing. It might be the thing you have to go with, but it's never the best choice. I think sometimes it can be. I mean, I don't think always, obviously, but I think sometimes your initial your initial thought or your initial action is the correct one. I mean, you know, uh, comic book readers, you know, I love them to death. You know, they they they're basically the reason why we're why we're employed is. But um, you know, I don't know if they would know the difference between your first thought or your you know or your first try or your fifteenth try. If you erased a face twenty times, I don't know, and and you know, I don't know if they would if they would be able to know the difference or care about the difference. No, I disagree. I mean, if, if, if that, if that were the case, then, you know, third and fourth drafts wouldn't be a thing. You know, Eh, Uh, I don't know. I don't know. No, it's the same. The first layout that you put down, is that the one you go with? I don't really do layouts personally. A hundred percent of the time. Well, not all the time. I mean, sometimes I guess I do layouts, but I usually don't overthink it too much. I, I have an idea in my head, and then I just I just draw it, I suppose. No, you're doing a layout of some sort. You're loose penciling. You're putting stuff down to see how it's going to play. I suppose so, but it's not always it's not always conscious. Sometimes it's just in my head or it's subconscious. Um, and, you know, it also depends on the project. Some project requires more and some requires less. And it's it's there's so many different thoughts. And decision. There's so much different thought and decisions that go into every little thing. Oh, sure, sure. It is a totally different vibe. I feel completely different sitting down and starting a page of Copperhead than I do a page of Batman or Batgirl or whatever. It's a, it's a, it's a totally, and it's an expectation that I am feeling from. I, I, it's an expectation I'm feeling from editorial because editorial feels it from the audience. So when I sit down, just a, a flat shot of Batman sitting at the computer in the Batcave is not going to play. It's just it's it's not it's not what people expect. It's not the most interesting way to tell this. But my initial like my initial thought. And feeling sitting down, just gonna be okay. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it. 
eye level at the fucking desk so I don't have to draw the top or the bottom of the desk in perspective. Uh, I'm just going to put him in a chair and I hate drawing chairs and people sitting so I'm going to frame it to where maybe his waist is at the bottom of the panel. Uh, but that that's but none of that stuff is the best way to do it. It's it's not the best way. It, it, it might be acceptable. It might be good enough in certain situations, but it's never the best. Yeah, I, I get that, and I but I also think that sometimes uh, indecision is our own worst enemy, or, or like I said, crisis of confidence, or something like that. Like, uh, uh, it's it's one of the harder parts of this job, I guess. And and maybe no amount of inspiration or no amount of lack of inspiration is going to change that. You know. Sure. Okay. I've got a splash page sitting on uh, on my screen that I turned in a couple of weeks ago for pencils, um, and and I and I've been sitting here for the last two days in front of the screen trying to rework it because it was boring as fuck. I need to figure out a way to inject more life and more action, more urgency, and more movement into this one image. And it's still there. It's going to be there all weekend. And this is another problem with the indecision stuff. It's going to sit there and I'm going to think about it and think about it and think about it. And it's going to get in my head and I'm going to get scared of this page. And I'm going to skip it. And I'm going to save it until the end on deadline day. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to wet my fucking pants because I can't I can't tame this thing. This thing has so much power over me right now. That it, it 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 it's frightening, and I don't want to deal with it. And I I just I just sit under my desk, just rocking back and forth, sucking my fucking thumb, because I can't figure out how to do this one thing. Yeah, go with your gut. If you don't love it, put it at a, like a Dutch angle, turn the page forty five degrees, and just ink that bad boy up. I'm sure it's. I'm sure you're being way too hard on yourself. That's art school bullshit. Hey, don't talk shit about the Art Institute of Phoenix and their fine, fine associate arts program. Um, I guess this is something we'll never find the answer to. No, well, we did. I'm right. You're wrong. Okay, tough guy. Let's uh, move on to uh, John's third question. Um, with, and I don't know how much thought you put into this, but uh, with all the comic book movies slash TV shows being made, which IP that hasn't been made into one is the most surprising and which one would you most like to see? Uh, so yeah, I had some thoughts on this. What about you? I wrote down a few things. Yeah. All right. So the thing I'm most surprised by, which has not been adapted into whatever. <sighs> hmm. Uh, I, I guess I, uh, my, for, initially my mind went to saga like as being, sort of the biggest non-big two, non-corporate sort of thing that hasn't been done. Uh, Walking Dead's got its own life and whatever. Uh, but yeah, that, 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 that was my first thought. Yeah, Saga makes sense. That's the obvious choice, and I think it's probably coming soon. You? Uh, yeah. My, uh, it, it's kind of hard because most stuff's been kind of developed, but my number one overall pick would probably be uh, Southern Bastards. It's my favorite comic of the last like decade or so. And it, I think it lends its well. It's kind of like uh, Fargo meets like um, Friday night lights, you know, it's crime, it's football, it's uh, rural. Um, 
I think could be a smash hit. Yeah, you, you think it'd be popular in the South? Something called Southern Bastards? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you might get some Southern conservatives a little, uh, get their panties in a ruffle over the title. But the book itself do- isn't re- doesn't really, like, denigrate Southern culture. Uh, it just sort of, I mean, it, the what's going on there could happen anywhere. It could happen in any rural area where, where uh, crime and drugs and, you know, just small town drama and bullshit uh, rules supreme. So, yeah. Uh, I think I, you know, I don't think that's a problem. I don't think the title's a problem. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, what what uh, IP would you most like to see? So if it's surprising, these haven't been done yet. Uh, what's something that you think would be cool and something you would like to see? Now this would take. Okay, um, sort of in the same vein of the boys, in a sense. Um, it would take a commitment from one of the big two. It would take Warner Brothers saying, okay, do this. Um, but with this recent success of Joker and them sort of not playing it completely safe, I think maybe this is a thing that could work, uh, especially maybe with the success of the Suicide Squad, even though it was a huge piece of garbage. It made a bazillion dollars. Um, I would like to see the authority on a screen of some kind. Oh, for sure. Like uh, super violent, super gay, British, uh, big action, big destruction. I like it. Yes. Yeah. I Like I keep saying, I think the market is totally, totally primed for subversive superhero content. Yeah, it just had to be done the right way. It had to be, uh, you'd have to prime the audience for it, and you'd have to like pull no punches, don't water it down, just make make it a good show, not just a good comic book show. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it would play on Hulu or Amazon. Uh, it, it's sort of a, um, it's not really high concept, but I think it it's dependent upon a more... Uh, advanced audience it's not going to play to the same people that are going to see captain marvel and ant-man right it just has to be really well done it can't it can't lean on that it's that it was a comic or it can't lean on effects or it can't lean on just the violence it has to be well done and you know everything does now yeah yeah yes I, I i think it um i think it could find that same sort of uh audience it would need that same sort of viewer the the one that oh i i like i like iron man and i like captain america but i don't like captain america because he's got a cool shield and i don't like iron man because he shoots lasers lasers i like them because they're interesting characters right so uh the first up on my list i have two things i wrote down both of them are also super violent fun shows uh the first one would be uh body bags i always thought body bags would make a great movie oh that's a good one yeah, there's lots of like uh, cartoonish violence, lots of sort of crime elements to it. Uh, you still got the colorful mask. You still got the colorful kind of characters, uh, outlandish you know style characters, over the top violence, kind of like Sucker Punch or um, you know even the boys that that we keep we keep referring to stuff like that. Uh, you know, you could even mix like something like The Tick, like uh, f- the funny comedy aspects of The Tick with something a little more adult and a little more you know violent, if that makes sense. Oh, or or maybe a better 
Uh, maybe a better example would be something like uh, The Tick mixed with like uh, Kick-Ass. You know, uh, I think Body Bags done, done Right could be like another kind of Kick-Ass. You got, you got Panda, who's kind of like Hit Girl, and then you have uh, Mac, who's kind of like uh, Big Daddy. Uh, I think it'd be cool. Kick-Ass. Hit Girl. Yeah. I think I thought you kept saying kick girl. Nah. Okay. Uh, anything else? What's next on your on your list of uh, IPs that you are surprised they haven't been turned into some sort of media property? Comic book IPs just have not been turned into a media property. I I wrote down another one. Um, that that at, that actually had a release that nobody saw. So I don't count it. Uh, I I don't understand why Powers isn't a thing anywhere right now. Oh, so you're saying you didn't see the uh, the Sony Crackle version of Powers? No. I don't even know where you would find it. Yeah, I remember I watched them on my phone, and I'm the second season was so much better than the first season, but both were kind of like uh, disappointing. They didn't have the budget. They didn't have... You know, the they didn't have the backing behind it that it needed. There were two seasons? Yeah, it just needed more. Like I said, the second season was better. It just needed more. It just needed someone to really champion it, I guess, and put money into it. Yeah, I can see this as an FX show. Yeah, it's got all the elements for a good, like, cop drama, for a good superhero show with the flashbacks. Uh, I've mentioned it before, but Powers was always one of my favorite comics. That got me back into comics, and uh, I really love that, that storyline. Uh, I think it was called Forever, where they... Followed them from like essentially like uh, humanoid apes all the way through modern time because the protagonist and antagonist are both like immortal, and so they just fought each other throughout time. Like I thought that was great. Like uh, it, I don't know how that doesn't translate really well to like a solid twelve episode season on a prime cable network. Wow, it sounds like they made that movie. Then it's called Hancock. Ugh. You know, I never saw that movie, that Will Smith, Charlize Theron joint, uh, Pass Me By. Yeah, spoiler, Will Smith and Charlize Theron are, are like ancient gods that keep getting reincarnated. So in the modern day, he's a superhero. And in the modern day, she's married to Jason Bateman. Because that's what a god does, marries Michael Bluth. Who wouldn't? Uh, yeah, and then my other, uh, my, my last one here is I wrote down 100 Bullets. I think it's a great premise. Uh, I think it could work well, again, as a serialized TV show. And th- you wouldn't need an outrageous budget because there'd be no superheroes or nothing like that. Um, all right, dude, let's let's kind of wrap this up. What do you think about your beer, your, uh, your B-I-E-R, communist drink you're drinking? I, I finished it, and I wasn't even aware that I had finished it. Yeah, I, I've lost my buzz that I had from lunch. <laughs> okay, uh, what was it called again? The David Hasselhofer Froffen, Frissen, Frassen? Uh, Schoferhofer Hefeweizen Grapefruit. It was I, fine, I guess, if you're, if you're looking for, if you're looking for a drink, if you're thirsty, it, it's a solid three. If you're if you're looking for a beer, pick anything else. Let's go three. That's three. Yeah. It was drinkable. It didn't do anything for me. It was tasty enough. Uh, 
yeah, it it was not it was inoffensive and it was drinkable. So I guess that garners you a three. All right, a three for Scott. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed the lead dog, not lead dog, lead dog brewing's raspberry blonde. Uh, from lead, uh, obviously from lead dog brewing in uh, Reno, Nevada. Um, it was fine. Again, I, I I tend to like these. I guess I like raspberry blondes because I've had two or three and I've enjoyed them as long as they're not overly raspberry. Uh, this one was fine. It didn't uh, didn't knock my socks off. Didn't do anything special for me. Um, but it was inoffensive, unoffensive, uh, inoffensive. If you're Canadian, so sure, it was fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, have one if you want one. It was three dollars it was not a big deal um so i'm gonna give it a three also it was just there and it was just something that happened to me today uh so yeah there we go well done lead dog all right anything else uh homeboy i mean people should be uh listening to our mandalorian podcast mondays with mando but other than that do we have anything else or do you just want to say goodbye for this week let's end it all right then you know what to do goodbye scott Goodbye. Tigshow.com. <laughs>